is CJ Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature that delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today, I'm talking about the Archangel Michael. If you're up on your angelology, you probably know that the world just celebrated his feast day, known as Michaelmas, on September 29th. Michaelmas, like Christmas, is a compound word made up of a name, like Michael or Christ, and the word mass. What exactly a mass is, a gathering, an initiation, a dismissal of the barriers to God's love, and where the word came from, Latin, Greek, Hebrew, German, are debated to this very day. But suffice it to say that when we add mass to someone's name, we are creating a word that references a holy celebration of that someone, a feast day to gather in their honor, a festival to observe and fete the celebrant. So what are we celebrating on Michaelmas? In Abrahamic traditions, Judaic, Christian, and Islamic, the Archangel Michael is considered the greatest of all God's angels, and during the war in heaven, he defeated Lucifer, who had started the war by challenging God's authority. Michael is therefore chief of all the angels and head of the seven archangels. He is also the commander of the heavenly armies, the protector of Israel, and a venerated healer, especially in Turkey. In Islam, he is the orchestrator of universal environmental events and the bringer of mercy. Michael is also known to intercede between God and humanity and accompanies the souls of the righteous dead to paradise. In this last role, he is sometimes seen as the angel of death, especially by Catholics, who believe he appears at the hour of death to give each soul a final opportunity to redeem themselves, thus foiling the devil's soul-snatching plans. Interestingly, many Protestant denominations contend that Jesus Christ and Michael are one and the same. Martin Luther wrote about it, and Seventh-day Adventists and Jehovah's Witnesses believe that the name Michael is just one of the titles given to the pre-existent Christ, while the Latter-day Saints say Michael is instead actually Adam, the first human created by God. There are many legends about Michael, but one of my favorites involves blackberries and the defeat of the devil. After Michael cast him down from the heavens, he landed with a tremendous thud into a bunch of thorny blackberry bushes. Now, this made him so angry, apparently angrier than being summarily defeated and thrown out of heaven, that he spat upon the berries, cursing them with his fiery breath, making them impossible to eat. And this is why you shouldn't eat blackberries after Michaelmas on September 29th. Just in case you were thinking about it, though, don't, because the spiritual good-through date is responsible for National Poisoned Blackberries Day to remind you. It's also Happy Goose Day, which also honors Michael. Legend has it that while feasting on Michaelmas, the son of an Irish king choked on a goose bone and was miraculously saved by St. Patrick. Thereafter, the Michaelmas goose became a culinary tradition. Or was it that Queen Elizabeth I happened to be eating goose on Michaelmas in 1588 when her Royal Navy defeated the Spanish Armada? Well, regardless, the good luck goose has been a staple of Michaelmas feasts along with the final blackberry pie of the season and of the year ever since. This was the first year I celebrated Michaelmas, though I have had a special relationship with him for years. I regularly ask Michael to protect me in mine and help me in my spiritual work. 
I also send him gratitude and love as I feel we are on the same team, dedicated to filling this world with love and light. He is, of course, a little better at it than I, but I'm getting there. And while I celebrated his special day with only acknowledgement, love, and thankfulness this year, next year I plan to have a full-blown party in his honor, featuring a happy goose and, of course, the very last blackberries of the season baked in a pie. For Esoterica, this is CJ Kinney. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>